Hello, welcome to Unleashing the Champion Within. I'm your host, Cindy Stewart, and each week we'll bring you an inspiring message and give you tools to help you release the champion within. To find out more about Unleashing the Champion Within, go to my website, cindy-stewart.com. Our music today is by Alexander and the Grapes. Check out their latest release, Hyperself, on iTunes. You were born to be a champion. Welcome to episode two of Unleashing the Champion Within. Today's episode, Identity Uncovered. We're going to talk about the longings we were born with that drives us into a champion's lifestyle. If you didn't take the quiz, Are You Living a Champion's Life? It only takes five minutes and you get a bonus free ebook called Relational Leadership. It will help you identify your strengths and weaknesses in your team and make profitable changes. Go to cindy-stewart.com. But of course, if you're driving, don't do it now. I'll give you the information again at the end of the podcast. Let's step into a champion's mindset by talking about the first characteristic. A champion is someone who is strong in their identity. Remember, our identity is not found in what we do. It's found in who we are. Do you remember last episode how we talked about what I wanted to be when I grew up? I wanted to be a superhero. And since I was just short of superpowers, like flying, I realized in the long run, I didn't need those kind of powers to be a superhero. I needed the power of who I was to live out the dreams that I had, the purposes for my life. And just to be clear, the desire to be a Marvel comic book character still bounces through my brain from time to time, but I realize that that's not what I'm destined to do. So let me share how my identity was lost in what I did, and it took me a while to discover who I was. My dad's desire for me was to be a successful business person, and it was the only path I thought was available to me. It was the only choice I thought I really had. Seriously, as I found myself on a career path, I realized I made a decision for that path with one criteria in mind. My dad's dream for me. And I enjoyed what I did, but it didn't fulfill the longing that I had inside. And out of my search to fill the longing, I gradually allowed my career to become my identity. It's funny, when I would meet new people and we would talk about what we did and who we were, they would say, oh, I want to hear a little bit more about you. And really, all I could talk about was my career, where I'd been in my career, where I was going in my career. I really just didn't have that insight on what my passions were. What were the things I dreamed about? What was beyond the day-to-day of what I did? to share with them who I really was. And it never dawned on me that it was so limiting to dreams that I had in the future because I didn't really know how to dream. I didn't really know who I was. And I didn't think things outside of my career carried value because I was taught 
that it was all about your career. That's what brought value to you. That's how other people saw value in you. So I didn't understand the other elements of it. And it's a funny story, I'll tell you, that kind of drives the point home of my identity unknown is when I was about 18 years old, I had a serious relationship or what I thought was serious. And it ended up in a pretty bad breakup. And I decided at that point that I wasn't going to get married and I wasn't going to have children. It would just be easier that way to focus on my career. So that's what I did. I worked, I went to school and I'd go out on Friday nights with my office coworkers dancing out to dinner. I really didn't have a life outside of that. And then since then, of course, I have discovered that one of my great passions, one of my great dreams was to be married and have a family. And I've been married for 37 years. I have two children, three stepchildren, a bunch of grandchildren and a great grandchild. So all of these things that I made decisions about were made based on fear. They were based on not being willing to put myself out there to get hurt again. It was just much easier to be in a career mode. They were based on not wanting to disappoint my dad. So I just followed the career path he laid out for me. And once I was married and had children, I realized that my identity took on some other features, but it really hadn't taken on a discovery of who I was, what I loved and what I dreamed about. Does this resonate with you? Sometimes we get caught up in what we do and we forget who we are. And I believe the who is a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong journey of discovery of who we were created to be. So who was I? My longing for more just burned inside of me. And as I look back, I could have identified the longing as not knowing my identity. You may be saying, yes, I long for more too. I am longing for something beyond what I have now. And remember, longing for more is not a bad thing. In fact, the longing of our heart is built within us. It stirs us to search for the more, the best we can be in our life, the best we can have for our life, the best we can have in our relationships and in our marriages and with our kids and in our careers. And the longing drives us toward excellence, toward a champion's life, a life filled with significance. Many years ago, I was reading a book uh, by Mike Bickle. And the name of it was call, is called The Seven Longings of a Human Heart. He writes about the longings found in every heart, in your heart, in my heart, that speaks to the champion within us. We're going to unpack three of the longings today. The first one is the longing to make a deep and long-lasting impact. The second one, the longing for greatness. And the third one, the longing for intimacy without shame. So let's go to the first one, the longing to make a deep and long lasting impact. One of the characteristics of a champion is to make an impact beyond their own life, to leave a footprint, a legacy for the generations to come. We can choose to make a positive impact or even a negative impact by our actions and our reactions to any given situation. Some of these are just cursory encounters with other people 
people we meet in everyday interactions who are important because we leave either a positive or a ne- negative impact on them. Uh, we leave an impression when they encounter us of, wow, that was a great encounter, or wow, I wish they hadn't come through my cashier's line. And what I'm talking about here is beyond this. I'm talking about that deep, long-lasting impact in our friendships, with our spouses, in our children's life, and their children's children, in our workplace, even when our teammates. I'm talking about the people we actually invest in, the people who we have influence over, who we've won trust and respect from them and who have won our trust and our respect. Mike Bickle writes, a person who is truly influential possesses the ability to affect the long-term decision and quality of life of others. Wow. He goes on to say, they have the capacity to produce lasting change in the hearts and the behavior of people. Do you have the capacity to make lasting change, to influence people's behavior for a lasting change? That's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. And when you think about people looking back that have made lasting change, think about Martin Luther King. You know, he made a lasting change. He made us think about freedom and equality for all people. And Mother Teresa, she endlessly served people who were destitute, people who were without hope, people who were considered throwaways. And her work is still going on today. We look at their lives and think, well, they're such public figures and their lives had such magnitude compared to mine that you disqualify yourself. You think, I could never do that. I could never make that kind of impact. But think about one person in your life that has made a deep, lasting impact on you. My one person was my sixth grade teacher at Elizabeth Elementary School. Her name was Miss Tipton. She made a deep, long-lasting impact on me. She invested in me for that year And her investment was kindness and encouragement. And I know this is going to sound funny because in today's culture, this would never fly. But Miss Tipton lived near us. And on occasion, she would take me home from school. And I remember we would go to her house and we would bake cookies and sit around and talk and read and just spend some time together. It was wonderful. And after all these years, I still smile when I think about her. Her kindness and her willing to invest time in me after she's taught 25 students all day long made such a lasting impact on me. It really made me think beyond the everyday. It made me think about possibilities in the crafts that we did and the cookies that we made. It really made me think about someone who thought about me and making a difference in my life. She was great. Coach Lou Holtz says, we can all be successful and make money, but when we die, that ends. 
But when you are significant is when you help other people be successful. And that lasts many lifetimes. Our significant is not found in our possessions, but in our ability to make a lasting impact on others. And you can be that person. I can be that person. We can be the one who makes a deep, long-lasting impact. Isn't that amazing? Doesn't that sound exciting? It kind of makes you nervous because when you think about making a deep, long-lasting impact, you think about sometimes, what is it I have to do? But all you have to do is be who you are and pour out from that who you are onto the people that you encounter. It seems easy, doesn't it? Our next longing is the longing for greatness. Now, that sounds like bigger than life. That almost sounds like it's an ego thing, but it's not. The longing for greatness is built within us. Everyone has a desire to be great, to be known and recognized for who they are and have who they are make an impact on other people. You were born for greatness. You can say it right now. I was born for greatness. This is an important part of our champion definition. A champion is a remarkable person of excellence. They are mighty and strong. They are the hero of their story and an advocate for others, a cheerleader for others. Greatness is really about being a person of high quality, about moving toward a goal of excellence in all that we do. Greatness is about integrity. It's about being consistent in your words, your actions, your motives, whether anyone's watching or not, you are consistent in everything that you do and you're consistent in excellence in everything that you do. Greatness is about weighing your decisions beyond your own individual benefit. Greatness is about your long lasting impact. I want to tell you a little story about Wilma Rudolph. I don't know if you know who she is, but uh, she was born premature, four pounds, few ounces in 1940. And she contracted infantile paralysis, which she did recover from, but she had to wear a leg brace until she was nine years old. But after much work, she overcame the weakness of her legs. And she went on to win four Olympic medals, one bronze in 1956, three gold, in 1960, she was known as the tornado, the fastest woman on earth. And in 2000, she was listed as one of the top 50 athletes. And she said, never underestimate the power of dreams and the influence of human spirit. We are all the same in this notion. The potential for greatness lives within each of us. And when she was born, and went through that struggle, they probably didn't see the greatness in her. But through her just desire and dream to be more than what happened to her, she was able to be excellent in what she did. A tornado, matter of fact. Do you realize you 
were born for greatness. Do you realize that? Our last longing is the longing for intimacy without shame. And Mike Bickle explains it like this. Intimacy means so much more than a physical union. It is the empowering confidence people have in one another that allows them to share the deepest part of their hearts, their hopes and dreams, their fears and failures, their feelings and frustrations. Do you have these type of people in your life? Other than my mom, I didn't have anyone like that. Anyone I could really be authentic with until I met my husband. And honestly, even after we were married, it took me a while to feel like I could trust so I could share the deepest parts of my heart. And let me be clear in this area. Everybody we encounter doesn't fit into that grouping. Everybody that we meet isn't that person that we share the deepest part of our hearts. But you will have a few people like that. And the great gift we have is when people share their hearts with us, we have the power not to bring shame to what they share. We have the power within us because of who we are to encourage them in their dreams and their hopes, their failures, their discouragement, their frustrations. We have the power to be that person of intimacy to them and allow them to be who they are. We are made for relationships that honor one another. We are made to hold fast to someone's heart so that they know their secrets are safe with us. And as champions, we are honorable and we treat others with honor, not because they deserve it, but because we are people of honor, because we are honorable. All of these things are so incredible and exciting. The greatness, the intimacy, it, that's what we want. That's what we're built to do. We are, we are born to be great. We are born to have deep, intimate relationships with people. And we are born to have a lasting impact in all that we do. So what holds us back? And maybe you don't have anything that holds you back. I know for me, I realized that I had no idea of these things, making a lasting impact, being born for greatness and true intimacy. I didn't know that those were an option for me. I never thought about it. I actually have never even heard that kind of verbiage. I thought people who were great were like athletes and presidents, but we're all great. We all have greatness within us. Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever thought of yourself as being a person who makes a deep lasting impact, a person who is born for greatness and a person who can have intimacy with someone in the depth of one another's heart? that isn't attached to a physical intimacy. I know it was my limiting thought that held me back. When I met my husband, Chuck, his favorite saying was by Napoleon Hill, whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. But my problem was my mind couldn't conceive much. I had been so trained to get a job, climb the corporate ladder that 
it limited me to what I could conceive. That's where my mind went. What was my next promotion? And my husband would always ask me, what do you want to do? And I would answer, I don't know. I think I'm doing it. And he would ask me and he would stretch me and until I finally started really dreaming, just stirring up the passion that was within me. And I began thinking outside of my little circle of work and began to risk dreaming. And you know, dreaming sometimes is a risk because it's beyond what you can do right now. And it makes you think about maybe even some of the things that you're afraid of to even go that far, to think of possibilities. But I, I started doing it and I had my husband just cheerleading me on. And I thought, well, I love traveling. And I got checking into the travel business and I thought, well, I could own a travel agency and help people plan their dream vacations because I do love travel. My first step was to get a job so I could pay for the schooling that I would need to get into the travel business. So I finished up my schooling. I thought, okay, I'm ready for my dream. And I was offered a job at one of the top two agencies in Atlanta, which both offered vacation and corporate travel. I found out quickly that vacation travel was too tedious for me. People would plan their vacations six months, even a year in advance. And I realized that that long-term planning didn't really fit my skill set. For the others in my office, they were great at it. But I wanted them to plan their trip and go tomorrow so we could be finished with it and move on. So I had to really think about that. And then they needed a little help in the corporate division. So I moved over to that division and I began helping companies save money and negotiating contracts and taking care of their employees that traveled. And I loved it. I realized that there's my niche. I love that side of the travel business. And so this career I began, I realized was rooted in all the things that were sown in me by my dad. And it blossomed into just the right area in the business field, an area that I loved, that I enjoyed, and I had so much fun doing. And eventually it led me to a consulting business specializing in corporate travel, negotiating contracts and configuring travel departments. I loved it. And this new life bridged me over into some new adventures. I, like I said, I love to travel. And one of the things we did is my sister and her husband and my husband and I, we left at 6 a.m. We did a day trip to Jamaica. We toured Jamaica. We laid on the beach. We swam in the pools. And we ended the evening with a sunset over the water, little lobster dinner, a glass of wine. It was a awesome adventure. And since that time, I've done all kinds of fun, crazy things. So it took me a little bit to branch out of my limited mindset to get me into something that I dreamed about and that I was passionate. It was so much fun. I want you guys to think about some things as we wrap up today's podcast. And I have a couple of action steps for you too. First of all, if you haven't taken our quiz, on my website, cindy-stewart.com, go take the Champion's Life Quiz and discover where you are in your journey. And then 
spend a little time considering your identity. Have you become what you do? Have you discovered who you are? How do you see yourself? Just start thinking about it and and making a few little lists, journal the different things that come to mind. Have you stretched yourself in, in thinking beyond your current circumstances? And think about the longings we talked about in this episode. Do they speak to you? The longing to make a lasting impact? The longing for greatness? The longing for real, true, intimate relationships? If you need a little help getting started, we can always set up a coaching call to help you go through the areas that spoke to you. There's a contact button on the front page of my site, cindy-stewart.com, and you can click on that and it'll have a little form, fill it out, send it to me, and I'll get right back to you. But for now, go out today and be the amazing champion you are and embrace your longings with great expectations. Thank you for listening today. Did you enjoy this podcast? Before you leave, take a minute and rate it on iTunes and subscribe to Unleashing the Champion Within so you won't miss an episode. You can also visit our webpage, cindy-stewart.com and get your free ebook, Relational Leadership. You can contact me on my website or on my Twitter account at cindystewart1, on Instagram, cindystewartauthor, and Facebook, cindystewartauthor. Until next time, remember, live your life as a champion, making every day count. Thank you.